listeners. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to Rhapsody and Reverie, Season 2, Episode 7. I bid you welcome. <laughs> what type of accent is that? Ah, oh, the children of the night. What music they make. All right. I am talking, of course, about the the emos. <laughs> okay, and Dr- well, and Dracula. Yeah, I I got it. I did eventually get it. I'm about Dracula. <laughs> In a theater near you. Bad Dracula. <laughs> Why not? All right, dear listeners, it is the second episode in our Punchtober series and Woo! part two of Scene Kid Songs episode. That really doesn't have a great title, but I'm going to oh, go yeah, with that. Oh, yeah, it was weak. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Um, I guess ultimately here. Yes, that's right, dear listeners. We are back with part two because you knew we couldn't just cram all that emo into one episode. That would be irresponsible. Yeah. It was one jam-packed decade of eyeliner, questionable decisions, and screaming. And, and questionable talk fashion. About <laughs> that too. <laughs> can't talk about that in just a mere hour-long episode. So we're doing two hours. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> and this way, we're going to guarantee that you actually listen to the full two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in your face. <laughs> no. But... You thought you were out. But we pulled you back in. <laughs> All right. All well, right. without further ado, let's get right into it. Let's just jump into it. Why do you do this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, let's start with our first song. Which is... Close off? <laughs> All right, let's... <laughs> I mean, why not? Um... Actually, that's a really great that's a really great song to start off on because um, I got a lot of thoughts about "Clothes Off" by the great gym class heroes. Um, I'm about to go off on "Clothes Off." Hey, I see uh, you did there. Yeah, um, but no, I have a lot of respect for gym class heroes and for Shabby McCoy um, because they, to me, they were very they were very interesting interesting animal here. If we if we're if we're going to dive right in here, because I don't know if you remember, <laughs> if you remember being an emo or a scene kit, whatever it was, you know, whatever label you subscribe to. Um, if you had friends or uh, intimidating acquaintances who were uh, often, um, they, they would, they would basically police like what you could and couldn't listen to. Or told you that you could or couldn't listen to. You know, they they had very strong opinions about what it meant to be an emo. Like you weren't a real emo if you listened to pop music. You weren't a real emo if you listened to, say, I don't know, the other minimally different but different enough to be considered a different genre of like, you know, like you couldn't listen to scene and be emo and vice versa. Um you could listen to country. And one of the other ones was, of course, you couldn't listen to rap. But 
gym class heroes bridged this weird gap that I didn't even know could be bridged, if that makes any sense. Um, mm. Where they sort of they sort of blended like the punk emo genre with the rap genre, and like I I to this day like I don't know I don't know jack about rap really like if. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. It's not a genre like I go out of my way really to listen to. But Gym Class Heroes kind of opened the channels for me a little bit, if you know what I mean. Um, it, it made it more accessible to to me, who like for a while was told, "Oh, you can't do this and still ha- be considered that," mm. which was dumb. Like that was a dumb philosophy. But when you're a teenager, you do, do you do dumb shit like you just do. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's tempting to want to fall into that sort of, like, don't mess with my click mentality of, like, oh, only this genre, nothing else, but it... These five yeah. bands and nothing more! Yeah, no, it, Gym Class Heroes definitely did sort of offer a kind of, like, gateway drug into <laughs> rap music for those emo fans that didn't listen to rap music. And also vice versa, those who were rap fans that didn't concern themselves with emo or rock music and liked Gym Class Heroes. I I mean, I I listen to rap music. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I listen to it a lot. And I have throughout most of my life just because of my brother and just then finding music that I liked myself. And what I loved about gym class heroes and discovering them and the album that this song is on um as cruel as school children what i loved about it is that it kind of made me feel reassured that it was okay to be an emo kid who liked rap music i didn't have to choose i could be both and that was really awesome and I, I listened to the crap out of this record and this song because of that, because I was just so happy to have a piece of work that sort of kind of in a way represented me um, just in its genre blending and just unabashed weirdness. Like it was just Travi McCoy was just being Travi McCoy and right? making great music. <laughs> and it was awesome. I respect I respect that. Like I like I said, um <laughs> I think my favorite thing about him and about this this group um is personified in Clubs Off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cuz this song is so full of um of sass. <laughs> yeah, it's very tongue in cheek. It's very very tongue in cheek. It's it's very tongue in the other girl's cheek, if you will. He <laughs> is that ballsy. <laughs> He's like, girl, I already got your number. We are already in bed. <laughs> We're already there. Yeah. Like, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> we are going all the way there. We've already gone. Yeah. And for those listeners, I mean, you may know this, you may not, but this close off was actually um, a sort of rendition or a spin on an 80s song. Um, by um, not the same name, kind of the same name. 
but oh very, well very no different. it was called it was an 80s song uh that came out i want to say in 86 um called we don't have to take our clothes off mm-hmm. it was a not in an 80s song by r&b vocalist jermaine stewart uh it got really famous because it played on oh what was that show? miami vice Mm-hmm. And I had never heard it until like three months ago. <laughs> In fact, like a couple of years ago, there was a cover of that original sung by um, Ella Eyre, Air, mm-hmm. Ella Air. Um, and I thought it was like, I thought it was a counter to the Gym Class Heroes song. <laughs> but alas, <laughs> I thought she was being like, no, this song is wrong. We don't have to take our clothes off. And like, it's a pretty song. Like, it at least. The Ella Air version is really nice. It's like very simple, very it's it's her and a piano. Like it's really nice actually. But I didn't know she was covering a song. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's just so it's just so funny. <laughs> Travi just imagine Travi McCoy sitting there listening to that song one day and then being like, Psh, nah. That's some we bullshit. We do have to take her. <laughs> I I love the lyrics to that song. I love everything about that song. I <laughs> Travis so McCoy, first of all, is a very gifted wordsmith. Mm-hmm, definitely. He, he reminds me of that kid in class who like I was never friends with, but really wanted to be because he always had the right words to say, the right smart ass comment. Mm-hmm. Like it was incredible. <laughs> and that's yeah. what Cold Zop is to me. <laughs> yes. Definitely. There's so and many clothes off means to me. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. But right. there yeah, no, there are so many great zingers and one liners in that song. Right. I love the part where he's like, I'm sorry, my name is Travi and I'm pretty much a big deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> what a braggadocio. I love it. Right. <laughs> well, you never heard of me. That sounds absurd sounds to me. So the way me. you saw my attention was flat out for <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you say we exit stage lives? Ah, me and this you whole episode would just be us. <laughs> okay, right? um, I love it. And then, like later on, he's he's like talking about it. Like he knows he's a sweet talker, and all he's doing is talking with this girl. And <laughs> I, I like and he he like jumps into like you're buying every line of a girl, and I don't really blame you. If I was in your sho- shoes, I'd probably do the same too. Like. God damn, this confidence is both annoying and hilarious. Yeah, it's like annoying, hilarious, and oddly sexy. It's like I I remember listening to it like as a like young tween and being like laughing but also like low key swooning. It's like, ah, such a bad boy. I right, know I like shouldn't. He's, he's... <laughs> kind of he's a bad boy but like because like later on the song he's talking about how like you know i could easily like replace you um like like you know going into the song he's a player like that's what the song is like he's a guy picking up girls and he just loves women he just loves sex and it's like yeah this is who i am you want to have a good time we are gonna you know we're gonna kiss we're gonna have sex we're gonna we're gonna have a good time that's yeah. that's my idea of a good time. Mm-hmm. And he's going to give it to you. Yep. But I, I, I love, honestly, like, he's he's such a smartass and I love it. Yeah, it's kind of, you, you kind of just have to smile at it. 
You're just like, it's, it's, Travis. <laughs> it's one of my favorite karaoke songs. Okay, so me and my friend Leah, like, that is one of our go-to karaoke songs. Mm-hmm. Um, she's Travi and I'm I'm Patrick Stump. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's another thing I want to talk about, okay? Because Patrick Stump... Uh, you know, those of you who've been listening to us since the beginning know that, like, you know, Patrick Stump. I, I love Patrick Stump. <laughs> um, I, I like, uh, like, I've always, I, I've always admired him and his and his talent. And uh, this song was probably the sexiest thing ever. Um, he sounded, <laughs> he sounded a lot like how he sounds on his solo album, Soul Punk. And I really like that album. You know, um, suck my dick if you don't like it. <laughs> but part of what i loved about this song was the fact that the man sounds like he was ripped straight out of like a 70s funk song and he's ready to hit those high notes he's ready to just bust out those falsettos like the beautiful white michael jackson that i know he is in his heart (laughs) that's so real (laughs) it's so real and like like he told me we have to take our clothes off honey my dress was on the floor five minutes ago i'm already in bed Right. I'm following directions like you gave them to me yesterday. Let's go. Right. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Don't have to tell me twice. Yeah. No, like like in truth, like honestly, like he he's incredibly talented. Um and I, I just I really love the way that they've just completely <laughs> changed the meaning <laughs> of the original song. It's like, yeah, the original's like, we don't have to take our gloves off. But yep. that, yeah, we do. Get naked, girl. Let's go. <laughs> right? Because, like, the other song is like, you know, I'm not a piece of meat. Stimulate my brain. And that is like, Travis McCoy and Patrick Stump collectively went, nah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, girl, <laughs> stimulate I don't my care. <laughs> Stimulate my meat. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm not a piece of brain. Stimulate my meat. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Thank you, Travis uh, McCoy and Jim Class Heroes and Patrick it, Stump for giving us this beautiful, beautiful track. I really don't know how this song slipped through the cracks into being acceptable for the emo and the scene and the punk kids, but I'm so glad that it did. Yeah. Because <laughs> this song was crucial to my identity as a music lover. Well, I mean, Jim Class Heroes was very tight with the Fueled by Ramen crowd. They mm-hmm. may have actually been on Fueled by Ramen. I want to say they were. Um, I can for check. For at least a minute. Yes, they were. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, that, you you can really tell. It just, like, it bleeds into their whole persona, aesthetic. Everything about them was just so seen. They just Truly. happened to bring their own personal flair to it and i love that i've i've always loved that about them and if you haven't heard as cruel as school children the album go listen to it it's great it's a really tight time yeah really it's really fun i think that was what it was they brought fun back into it because like emo kids were taking themselves way too damn seriously yeah yeah, and that's what I've always gravitated towards. Like that's why I liked Cobra Starship so much, is because they had a similar sort of attitude of like everybody's too uptight. Let's just have a good time. And yeah. 
Yeah, I think it was the gym class heroes of the world that sort of sort of shifted emo into a less um serious arrogant sort of era of just like unabashed good time. That's Look, I'm all for like I uh, and really like I feel in a way like we've kind of done a bad job of going to the heart of emo sometimes because a lot of our picks last week were also like the lighthearted side of emo. Um, not all because we did get into some heavy stuff, but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, people listen to emo for you know the reason like we're emotional. We're con- you know, what were the mm-hmm. three things that we said when you listen to emo when you're a teen? <laughs> it was like. You're, you're depressed, you're sexually frustrated, and yeah, sexually frustrated, sad, and angry, or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's really true. And so, I you do need the sad, but you also need to have the fun elements of it. And it, I think emo, uh, and we mentioned this in our first episode, but I think emo kind of means something different to every person that uses the label. Um, and you know, for us, I think it did have that sort of element of like fun and freedom. I think freedom. You need is the really balance. Yeah, you need the balance. Like you need to like be told every now and then to lighten the hell up. Like even if if it's from the musician coming through the speakers on the end of your phone or your yeah. iPod or whatever. Like sometimes they were a breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah, sometimes like for every sad emo song. There's a song like Don't Trust Me by 303 to just remind you to just <laughs> laugh. Get over dance. yourself. <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> no, truly. And but really that's all I have to say about clothes off, because like <laughs> Yeah. It's a jam. It's a bop. It, it's part of me. It's in the fabric of my being. And Same. um and I'm moving on now. So, Great. We, so now we have we a lot of talk, other songs to cover. Now we can talk about Don't Trust Me. Because in the vein of emo bands that also kind of brought like rap into the emo scene, 303 mm-hmm. is one of those. Like I I love 303. <laughs> I want to briefly shout out their latest album um because their song My Dick was the funniest thing I heard in all of 2017. <laughs> oh my god. And me then teaching it to my younger brother, who then sang it for my mother, was the highlight of my existence. <laughs> for those who think I corrupted an innocent child, don't worry, he turned, like, 20 a few days ago. Like, Yeah, he ain't little. <laughs> he, he was not an infant. It was just great to see but like, oh, they're another one that like they're they're tongue in cheek. They remind me of the class clown, who you kind of wanted to be friends with, but also you were like, they will turn on me at a moment's notice. <laughs> yeah, the same. And it it didn't help that actually one of the guys in three hundred three looked like the class clown in mm-hmm. my school. <laughs> so every time I like saw him, I just thought about three hundred three. And then <laughs> it's just, yeah. Anyway, they're they are so tongue in cheek and so like just quippy, <clears throat> and also just I just 
what I loved about 303 is that, like, the way they, like, rap in their songs is so, like, it sounds aggressive and angry and raunchy. <laughs> it sounds aggressive. <laughs> their whole, all of their song titles are, like, in all caps. They're trying to be aggressive. <laughs> like, they really just go for this, like, yeah. They're, they're... In your face. They're, they're what happens when punk tries to do rap. Right? Like, I mean, they have a song on their, like, big album, Want, that was just called Punk Bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's a great song. The chorus is just literally just, like, Punk Bitch. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> just imagine me. <laughs> just imagine me at 15 being, like, Punk Bitch. <laughs> right, right. When it's like, we're all punk little bitches. And we're singing as if we're hot shit. <laughs> Right? Oh, man. The, the funniest thing about 303 and Don't Trust Me, um, to me, was my mom could not stand that song, specifically for the part where they go, do the hell and tell her. Oh, my and God. Todd, and Todd was here. My mom was my, like, that's so dumb. My mom was like, that's messed up. That's wrong. Yeah, my mom was just like, why would you say that? And I was just like, I don't know what to tell you, Mom. Do the hell and tell her. You told your mom to do that? Ew, gross. No, I, I did not <laughs> tell my mom to do that. <laughs> I think I think that song has the honor of being probably the... It has the highest energy lyric of any song lyric I've ever heard. Um, Which is... um. Tell your boyfriend if he's got beef that I'm a vegetarian and I'm not fucking scared of him. Oh, I love it's great. What line. what kind of power? What kind mm-hmm. of raw energy? It is, I mean, <laughs> and that line pairs very well to a song that they have on their um gosh, is it on Want Too or is it on their first album? But their song I'm Want. Not Your Boyfriend Baby. Oh my the god! Whole, <laughs> the whole song is just him being like, "Girl, I am not your boyfriend. I like, <laughs> nah, like I'ma just do me and be me and be me as hard as I can. Forget you. I'm not your boyfriend. Forget you. <laughs> You're just a girl." And like, yeah, there was me at 15 yelling, "I'm not your boyfriend, baby." <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like, you know, what did we know? But also, we understood the raw energy. Right? That's the thing. You really, you really, really gravitated to the energy of 303. It was just so loud and in your face. And it just made you feel, like, cool as a, like, dorky 15-year-old. At least it made me feel cool as a dorky 15-year-old. Like, right, like you, you think you're tougher. You think you've got it. Like you're like, yeah. I thought I'm sorry. It was so I'm sorry. I can't. Do like that song. I respect the lyric I mentioned, but like, can you imagine a bus full of like fourteen to fifteen year old choir kids? Okay, dorky choir girls on their way to like a concert, singing that at the top of their lungs on a school bus being transported to, like, a gig where we're about to sing nothing but, like, classical music. I just want you to picture that. Amazing. It's beautiful. The dichotomy. Yep. <laughs> the duality of man. 
I mean, well, that's just so much of the emo scene was kind of like that. You had all these, like, you know, like, young 15, 16-year-old girls really gravitating to music written by, like, 20-something-year-old guys. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, it's interesting that, like, those issue those like feelings translated across like age and gender like yeah it was universal and so me being who i am could relate to these guys i'd never met before that live drastically different lives just through this feeling and that they put into their music and you know it's why i love music it's why I I attribute my time as an emo kid to sort of making me the person I am today and I I just love 303. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> and I loved 303. I still don't bump to... don't trust me. You don't have to you don't have to explain. I feel like it's inherently just taken for granted that that they are the raw, chaotic energy that moves the emo world forward. Mm -hmm. They are yeah. the giant turtle upon which we float in the abyss of space. All right, well, we maybe don't need to give them that much credit. <laughs> or do we? <laughs> uh. <sighs> well, I want to. I want to go kind of. I want to go kind of old school now. Because I mm -hmm. want to talk about a song that means a lot because it was one of those it was one of those gateway songs mm -hmm. for me when I was like way too young to be experimenting with this genre of music. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna talk about Kryptonite by Three Doors Down now. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, my that counts, god. right? That counts. It brings me back Does to a it? simpler, a simpler Does time. Doesn't count. <laughs> I don't know if it counts, fam. Doesn't it count? I don't know if it counts. It's like All it's right. in that weird sort of gray area of It's in the gray area. Of like just, you know, it sort of it was the beginning of a turning of the tides. Yes. I think. It's kinda know? like if I wanted to talk about bottle of mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't want to talk about. Because I mean I, I do I do think it really is it was kind of in that sort of limbo period of like coming out of the 90s grunge era yeah it was and, it was still very 2000s. heavy mm -hmm. it was still it was kind of like corn oh my god so <laughs> my older cousin um <laughs> at one point like she was really into that kind of music for a while like she mm -hmm. she was really heavy and in, heavily into that stuff um and at one point she was like on the phone with a friend of hers and do you remember those like super early 2000s phones that had really bad signal and like you could barely understand what people were saying yeah yeah so her friend was like trying to ask me questions because i think they thought it was funny because i was so much younger than them mm -hmm. and i was trying to be like honest but i couldn't hear what they were saying and at one point the girl goes do you like corn and i was like yeah i like corn and the girl was like holy shit this kid's got taste <laughs> and i was like <laughs> Who doesn't like corn? I love to eat corn. What's your, what's your favorite song from corn? What? Uh, wait. 
Corn writes songs? <laughs> How is that possible? I, I try to think of like every like nursery rhyme that involved farming and corns. Oh my god. <laughs> Old MacDonald had some corn. <laughs> oh my god. I just, honestly, I just wanted an excuse to talk about that because Kryptonite was one of those songs that like got me into experimenting with the harder stuff. Kryptonite. I love that song. <laughs> Also, I love Superman. I'm obsessed. Um, that is true. At that, at that time, uh, Smallville was on TV, and I was definitely watching Smallville. And so I, <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make an episode in the future about Five for Fighting, so I could talk about Superman. Oh my god. <laughs> But anyway, back on track. Um, I think Kryptonite counts, but I will leave that up to listeners to vote uh, whether or not it still counts as like early, early punk. I think it. I think it counts. I think it bleeds into that gray area a little bit. Yeah, but I think it's the precursor to a lot of what happened. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it to me. It falls in the same vein as like Green Day. To me, because I'm also not that knowledgeable about Green Day. Or Blink-182? Uh, um, yeah, uh, I mean... But feel free to fight me on this, because here's the deal. I'm always learning. So if you've got opinions and, like, clear definitions, I want you to comment, and I want you to tell me, because I'm always, like, trying to define my things accurately. Yeah. And obviously, I can't do that. <laughs> I wouldn't put them in the same category as Blink-182 or Green Day. I th- I think I, I honestly I, just do because of when I was exposed to them. Yeah. Like, I think they just... Uh, I, I, I Yeah, I just again, I think they were just in that sort of, like, gray area, like, rock music was trying to figure out where it was going next. And, and then it went in 20 different directions. Yeah, and it was sort of this kind of, like, almost... Um, Three Doors Down is interesting. They're like a, they're not grunge. They're like a, it's like an alt rock. Uh, for some reason, I want to say new metal, but not really. I don't um, honestly. I I don't know enough about metal or new metal to know. But yeah, it's just very yeah. It's kind of a gray area of the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, I I like I said, I counted it for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. But if y'all take in like an issue with this please debate me because I would like to learn. Um, but. Yeah. Since I mentioned Blink-182, can we talk about all the small things real quick? <laughs> oh, oh, all the small things. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it's like, even Blink-182, to a like, certain extent, like, Blink-182 is not emo. But they are responsible for emo. Yeah, because without Blink-182, we wouldn't have had, like, Fallout Boy. Yeah. Like, they were they were in the sort of beginning, like, founding of it. Like, without, mm-hmm. without them, there is no emo. No. And I think that is something we can all confidently say. Without of Blink-182 and, and Green Day, for that matter, like, we would not have had the entire emo scene. And I mean, you can trace that back too, and, but 
you get the idea. It's like, well, didn't didn't like Mark Hoppus discover Pete once or something? Uh, I'm not maybe. very confident on that. I'm I, not confident on that. I actually, I don't know. Maybe, but um, I don't know. I've saw, I've, I've seen. I used to spend a lot of time watching weird videos on like YouTube, like most of you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I just remember watching one where like Mark Hoppus and Pete once destroyed a hotel room together. Yeah. Like throwing themselves through walls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> Oddly enough, the thing I took away from that video was they knew each other. <laughs> but no, I think it's funny that like all of us, all of the, a lot of, not all of, but a lot of the songs we keep talking about are like the lighter side of emo. Mm-hmm. Like all the small things, <laughs> clothes off. Here in your arms. Like, we keep doing this. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> the title can... of this episode is They Were Emo! But were they really? <laughs> I mean, we can get a little bit, like, deeper and talk about, like, Taking Back Sunday. Because make damn about... sure. We... Make damn sure. I think, as far as emo bands go, like, Taking Back Sunday is so, like, definitively emo and yet also totally hated the classification of being emo. Incredible. Uh, but Make Damn Sure is definitely an emo song. I will fight anybody that says differently. Like, how do you not listen to that song and get in your feelings? I mean, I feel like with all of them that that that's they're like a bass booster to your um to your emotions, which is probably why they're all under the umbrella of emo. Because mm-hmm. they yeah. are. Like... It's especially make damn sure, though. Just, like, that... The, come on. I just want to bring you down so badly. Like, dude. Alright. Deep breaths. Relax. Take Take some time. But you feel it. You really feel it. And it's a great song to just put on when you are really mad at someone. <laughs> or like when somebody's just they're just they've just gotten into your being to a point of just irking you so much because of XYZ reasons for whatever reason. And you're just like, I am so frustrated with my feelings about you that I am just yeah, basically. Going, to, going to listen to Taking Back Sunday and scream about it. And I love that song for it. Amazing. I, I listened to it a lot when I had anger issues. <laughs> like, whenever I was mad, I'd just be like, I don't to listen to Taking Back Sunday now. Oh my god! So, do you find that you listen to to emo music more when you were like angry or when you were sad, or was it sort no? Of, like, I listened to it all the time. It did not matter. I I had a well, I, I had a I, really I had a song for every mood, you know. Oh no! I feel like we all did, but like, did you get what did you get mostly out of emo? Because like some people focused on it more for the anger, and some people focused on it more for the sadness, and some people it was like split. Um, that's a really interesting question. I feel like for me it was always um um 
I guess it was for the angst. I guess. <laughs> uh, honestly, like it was it was a way for me to sort of express the sort of feelings yeah. of angst and like longing that well, I had. That makes sense. So I guess maybe sadness and like um but I, I like yeah, again, I had something for everything. Yeah. But like I mean Taking Back Sunday is a band like I would only listen to them when I was generally it was because I was like really upset. <laughs> That's when I that would was- listen to Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> Um, Make damn sure though, but cute without the E. Cut from the team. Yes. <laughs> I know how many times you want to come on. I love that song. I love that song. That's such a great song to sing. Even that song though. Yeah, I listened to it when I was upset. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, and that like Taking Bat Sunday was for when I was upset, and Jimmy Eat World was for when I was, like, feeling hopeful. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I mean, because The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. Oh my god, iconic. I- iconic, and also- I, uh, I love- <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. So good. I just- I love it, because it's, like- it also kind of falls in a sort of like not quite emo, but like mm-hmm. leading into it kind of era. Um, okay. But the middle was a song that I think a lot of people needed to hear. Yeah, like, I think. Yeah, I I feel like it falls under one of the songs because most of the time, yes. Did I listen to to sad emo? Yeah, I did because I was a sad, pathetic child. However. <laughs> I think a lot of the benefits of of certain emo songs were that they sung about confusion and they made you feel less confused. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like your preteens and your teen years are so confusing. Mm-hmm. And when somebody sings about like life being just a big old mess at the top of their lungs and you're singing along at the top of your lungs, you feel a little better about it. Yeah, definitely. It's like yeah. a companionship that you don't, you maybe necessarily don't always get from just your friends or family. It's, yeah. It's somebody that you can kind of relate to on a more intimate level because you get to attach your own thoughts and feelings to the words that they're singing. Exactly. Yeah. And you bring your own perspective to it. And so, and so I think with a song like, the middle I think it was a really great example of that because that song is such a it's a it's an uplifting song like that's what it is it's and it's not secretive about that but it allows the listener to um experience it and then think about their own thoughts and self and life and use it for whatever they need to use it for and it just the middle is one of those songs that just comes in handy it really is <laughs> it's like it's like the trick in your back pocket or like it's break glass in case of emergency 
whenever yep. you're feeling sad or down or lost, you just listen to it. And it's just like, it just takes some time. Little girl, you're in the <laughs> middle of the ride. Everything, everything will be all right. In some ways, it's like kind of a, um, it, it's kind of along the same vein as Everything is All Right by Mosin City Soundtrack, except yes. without the crippling anxiety. Yeah, I was going to say for me, it, it sort of fell into two different songs. Because uh, I got the same emotion for, for me, not that the song was conveying it, but I got the same feelings out of it for myself from these two songs. Uh, I'm just a kid from Simple Plan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and uh, Vindicated by Dashboard Confessional. <laughs> Vindicated! <laughs> um, <laughs> Vindicated was so special because that came on the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I need I'm- to imagine, like... <laughs> Like this nine-year-old going, Vindicated! I'm selfish! <laughs> that's okay, but like, that's kind of like, I got this weirdly like uplifting feeling, like like kind of like how I listened to the middle, where it's like, you know, because you, you know what it feels like. You, you know what it means to be vindicated, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. everybody wrote you off, and then suddenly you get to be like, ha you were all wrong. Screw yeah. you. <laughs> that face. kind of feeling. And that was what Vindicated was. So, like, to me, like, the middle had a similar thing where it was, like, you know, preemptively telling you not to write yourself off, where Vindicated is, like, I wrote myself off, but now I'm rewriting myself back in. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I'm Just a Kid was for those times where I was, like, my life shouldn't be this hectic. I'm just a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a kid. I really like that song. <laughs> that, was, that was such a banger. Yeah. Um, do you all I can think about though when I hear that song is that scene from Cheaper by the Dozen Uh, where like do you know what I'm talking about no I don't think I ever saw it (gasps) oh my god (laughs) yeah one of those movies that spell through the tracks for me I'm I'm heartbroken. But let me break it down for you. Tom Welling and his sister, Hilary Duff, are being bullied by this kid played by Jared Padalecki. (laughs) And he puts... They move from the country into, like, a suburban area for some reason. And Mm -hmm. that must... That's that's so funny to this bully for... for, I'm not sure why. But at one point, he puts, like... He fills Tom Welling's truck with ears of corn mm-hmm. and it's like this song is playing in the background how did he get that many ears of corn i have questions as well because they had moved from the country to the city so this kid just had all this corn right oh yeah. he could have fed a family <laughs> right go to a go to a food drive right <laughs> oh man but all I can think about is that scene. I don't know why that's funny to me. Um, yeah, fun fact, Jared. I got to um, meet uh, Pierre at Warp Tour. Lead singer really? of Simple Plan. Yeah. That's dope. 
Yeah, he was, um, they were playing, and, um, I had a friend who was super, super obsessed with Simple Plan, so Mm -hmm. she was like, we have to find them, stake out their merch tent, and get an autograph, so we did, and so we, um, I took pictures, uh, I wasn't, like, at nearly as into Simple Plan as she was. So mm. it wasn't as big of a moment for me as it was for her, but it was it was cool and it was really fun. They were still kicking it. No, I hear I, I honestly like I was never like this huge simple plan fan, but that song like that song defined an era. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um also since we're on the topic of warp tour, I'm gonna give a special shout out to the song You and I by Ann Arbor because Ann Arbor is a band that I have seen three times and every time has been accidental. Incredible. (laughs) Like, I always... What always ends up happening is I'm either at Warped Tour or another festival and I'll be there and I won't even know that they're there and then I'll be walking by and be like, oh, hey, it's Ann Arbor. (laughs) My God. And they're just on stage playing, and I'm like, okay, cool, I'll t- catch their set. And I love Ann Arbor, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm always pleasantly, like, surprised to see them. But I just find it funny that I've seen them three times, and I've never actually, like, gone to buy a ticket to their show specifically. That's incredible. <laughs> um, that's, that's fascinating to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. But Ann Arbor is a band that you should check out. They are really awesome if you haven't listened to them. And You and I is a great song. But anyway, that's my that's my smaller pop punk band shout out of the episode. Also, nice. There for Tomorrow, a little faster. Yeah, um, that song is great. Um, I have to shout them out because I have a tattoo of lyrics <gasps> by them. Scandalous. So, yeah, they're. They're, like, one of my favorite bands all time. I've met them. Met them. And it was beautiful. Oh. And it was so great. I got to hug the, I got to hug the lead singer. And my little 16-year-old heart swooned. Um, so, shout out to There for Tomorrow for being awesome. And it is also the... 10th anniversary of their album a little faster um this year so yay congratulations Um, (laughs) i want to do if we're doing mini shout outs i want to do a mini shout out to your guardian angel by the red jumpsuit apparatus okay this song (laughs) or are we gonna talk about it because we can talk about this song (laughs) this song also defined like I'm sorry, but if you don't know the words to this song, you are lying to me. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you are. <laughs> you, know. you know how many YouTube AMVs? You know how many were played to this song? So many. You know how many fan-made music videos were set to your guardian angel? That's <laughs> like, such. There was a goddamn Pawn and Z video. Do you remember Pawn and Z? As far as emo songs go, this is it. Really puts the emo in emo. Oh god. When he when he starts the key change thing where he like goes up an octave and then it's yeah. like Please don't, don't walk away. 
Oh man, that was like that tugged at my heartstrings the first time mm-hmm. I heard it, and still does. Like low key, like no, it's a be- Here's the thing, unironically, it's a beautiful song. Yes, like it truly is a lovely, lovely song, and like. Okay, I might, I might like get kind of pissy here because like, <laughs> to me, it's like an earnest song where like for, mm-hmm. for some of them that are like, hey, I will do anything for you. I will die for you. Sometimes to me, like they get. It can be over dramatic. It feels fake sometimes. Yeah. Which is partly why I don't like um, follow you. I will follow you into the dark by Death Cab for Cutie because it doesn't, it feels disingenuous to me. Okay. I know a lot of people love that song, though. I'm, I'm about to get some hate. Um, I am one of but, them, but it's okay. I know. <laughs> feel free to feel free to tear me a new one. But, like, your guardian angel is so heartfelt. Like, you can hear the emotion in his voice. Like, mm-hmm. the, the quivering with, with, some of, with some of the syllables. Um, it's a really beautiful piece. And... It's it's so sweet. I don't know. There there's something lovely about being told like, you know, I will never let you fall. I'll stand up for you forever. You know, oh, beautiful. Even if saving you sends me to heaven. Okay, I tried buying that song on iTunes for three years straight, and it was not on iTunes. Really? That's yeah, it was bad. weird. Like I could never buy it because hmm. I couldn't find it. And I was like, what what does this mean? Yeah. I I downloaded it from somewhere. Oh. <laughs> um I, I can't remember where. That's why I'm yeah. like I, I mean like now I, I, music is so much more accessible now. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. But um like at the time when I was really obsessed with it, all I could do was like listen to it on YouTube. And yeah. I did. Over and over and over. Oh my goodness. That is so good. Oh, it really is. He has a really nice voice too. Yeah, it's very it's so sweet and like it you're right. There is something about the like tonal quality of his voice when he sings that just feels so like genuine. <laughs> and you you really, really resonate with it. You, you no, def- truly, yeah, yeah. You feel like it, and and because that's because that's the thing about it is that like I feel like with a lot of other people who would try to do that song, I think it could come off as not being as genuine. But there's something about him that no, you're makes right. you connect to it. If so, any other band had tried it with any other singer, I would not have, I probably would not have liked it. Yeah. There is something about him singing it. So. He means it. I don't know who he wrote it for. Um, I don't know the story behind it, but you can tell that when he's singing it, he means it. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's a damn beautiful song. And I think I cried the first time I heard it, but I was 13. So like, that's excusable. Yeah. Oh man. Now I'm thinking about those YouTube videos. Oh, those YouTube videos. All right. On a happier note. Yeah. Which is basically anything at this point. 
And at this point, your guardian angel is a sad song, like yeah, just... sad, slow, sweeping song. But yeah. let's talk about shake it, shake, 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 shake. <laughs> I keep thinking about that vine. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about. I think so. <laughs> the kid's holding the gun. Yeah. The other kid's like pissing his pants. <laughs> and it goes to change the song and it's a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Does this just don't disrespect Shake It? Mm-mm. It was a beautiful moment in scene history. It truly, truly was. Like, it's just it's, it's so fun. It's the it's the dumbest song in the world, really. But like, she just doesn't like this. Please do it, like. It's just so fun. <laughs> it's a good dancing song. It's really good for when you just want to cut loose and you just want to like, yeah, not give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like that and Dance Dance by Fallout Boy. Those two songs, uh, and you're set for the dance floor. Truly, those two songs on repeat. DJ, just keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. don't do that, but hypothetically, I could make it work. Yeah, I mean, throw some others in there, but, you know. Throw The Great Escape in there, that's a good dance song. Mm. Oh, Boys Like Girls. That I is a really them. good song. They were so good. I feel like they were on the lighter side of, like, the emo, but, like, they were still, they had a heavy enough beat where I was like, all right, I can still jam to this without feeling guilty. Yeah, they were on the border of, like, emo and, like, pop rock. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, still definitely had a place in the emo scene. I I, I feel like a lot of scene kids probably listen to The Great Escape. Everybody listens to The Great Escape. Are you kidding? My mom listened to The Great Escape. Yeah, it was kind of everywhere. Um, Just like That's What You Get by Paramore, which... Oh! Like, uh. that, that was the song that I listened to whenever I was feeling sad about a crush that wasn't going the way I wanted it to. You know? You know? You have yes. those moments. Where it's like 100%. you something happened at school and maybe I don't know, maybe your crush like talked to another girl, or like maybe your crush like if you were friends with your crush, maybe they didn't talk to you that day or something, and then you just went home, closed the door, ignored your parents, and just listened to that and you're just like, Well, it's all over now. That's what you get. Don't listen to your heart. It. <laughs> Honestly, Paramore at any point in time is a banger. Like that, Misery Business. Oh yeah, Misery Business. Crush, crush, crush. Ignorance. Ain't it fun? Yes. All I of mean, it, really. It is all great. It's all great. Um... Shout out My to friend you. was, I had a friend in high school, uh, she was really obsessed with Brick by Boring Brick. Oh, that's a good really, song. Really, that was the first Paramore song I ever, like, consciously heard, and, like, knew it was Paramore. 
it was it was good. Yeah. I thought their music video was dope. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I like it it's I have an interesting relationship with Paramore because I was like, um I didn't actually I didn't actually really become like a fan of Paramore until I was like in college. But um I did listen to That's What You Get as a teenager and also um like I said, Ignorance and Crush Crush Crush. I I listened to those I didn't talk about them with anybody because it was in that phase of my life where um, if there was a band that everybody loved, I didn't want to admit that I loved it. Yeah. So another I, another hallmark of the emo scene child. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where now that I am older, I am able to be like, you know what? I'm going to love what I want to love music wise. And if you want to get mad at me for it, then that's your problem, not mine. Um, but definitely back then, I was more um, particular about that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's a shame because I would have totally loved to bop more Paramore songs and I didn't let myself. So, that's the PSA yeah. of the day, kids. If you have something you want to listen to, don't let anybody or anything tell you you can't do it because you can. You can listen to that song and it's okay. Yep. Uh, here you go. That's the one takeaway you should get from this. Be yourself. That's the true lesson of what emo means to us. Be yourself. You know, like, it. it's funny, but that's also, it's true. Like, Oh, yeah, no, I was, I was being sincere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is definitely the takeaway. It's just that, like, I think the scene, what made the scene so special was that it was this place that so many people felt they could explore themselves in an honest and earnest way. And, you know, I think, sure, there was a lot of, like, this sort of, like, stiff upper lip about it and all that but at the end of the day I think what we learned from that period of our lives is to just not be afraid of self-expression yeah that's kind of the core of what the whole movement I think was was finding a way to express yourself without Or, or perhaps in spite of fear of being told how you were expressing yourself was wrong mm-hmm. or what you were feeling was wrong. Definitely. So I, I respect, I, I look, do I like, have I evolved in my musical taste? Yes, of course. Cause we all do. That's mm-hmm. just how life works. But I have a huge respect for even the music. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit I like, cause I mean, it did help me. And it's helped a lot of people. And honestly, if if music makes you feel better, then it's done its job. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it's about at the end of the day. Music is there to make you feel something. So whatever it is, keep feeling. Well, I mean, I think this is a pretty natural stopping point, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Um, no, I agree. This is a pretty natural stopping point. Are there any last minute 
songs you want to give a quick shout out to though um i do have to give a quick shout out to bleeding uh sorry beating heart baby by head automatica because head automatica is a band that my brother turned me on to way back in the day it was probably one of the first sort of like emo bands that i kind of came into contact with through him and is a very um, large responsibility for getting me more into this scene and i love that song so much and um the lead singer i love his voice the the lyrics are good they're really expressive um and they really paint a picture and the vocalist is just so over dramatic that it just works and it's so fun to sing along to so if you haven't listened to head automatica definitely listen to head automatica you will you will feel a sense of catharsis singing along (laughs) guaranteed but yeah that's my shout out so now i'm done okay do you have any last minute shout outs you want to give yeah really quick i just want to shout out um do better by say anything oh Um, say anything i saw them live i want to say three years ago i think they were touring with modern baseball but i could be wrong Mm -hmm. um it was one of the best shows i've ever seen i love the song do better i i love i love say anything (laughs) Yeah, we honestly could really do, good. We could honestly do a say anything episode probably. There's we just might. Stuff. Um, but re- I just wanted to do a real quick shout out to Do Better, and a very brief shout out to If It Means a Lot to You by A Day to Remember. Mm. Also great. Yeah, because they're both bangers. Uh, and that's really it for my shout out. So, yeah, I think the episode, yeah, emo scene week has come to its natural, beautiful, organic conclusion. Yes, it and has. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the emo scene kid days. You were fun. We loved you. We enjoyed you. And you live on in our hearts. Okay. But without further ado, now that we've wrapped up the conversation on emo music, I think it's time for some new music in our up-and-comer segment hell yeah so who do you have to talk about this week so this week i think i have a pretty appropriate um well you'll you'll judge whether or not that's true uh a band that is called antarctico vespucci i love that their type their name is just i love it um they're kind of like a how would I define them? They're they're kind of punk, they're kind of rock, they're a whole lot of fun. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> um they are from um they're from Los Angeles and they're great. Um <laughs> I don't have a lot to say except that I really think you should listen to them and I think you should start with their song I Drew You Once in Art Class because that was the first song I heard and I was instantly hooked. Um, they put out a single in early September uh, called White Noise, which is really good. Um, they have a brand new album coming out October 26th 
which seems to be a day of very important releases. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. Mm. Anywho, but really check this band out. They're they're really great. Um, they're they're high energy, and I couldn't really ask for anything more in like a rock punk band. I enjoy them. They don't have a um, official Twitter account, but you can follow them on Facebook at Antarctico Vespucci. And if you want me to spell that, it is A-N-T-A-R-C-T-I-G-O-V-E-S-P-U-C-C-I. So you can follow them on Facebook. They um, they post stuff. Um and you can look them up on Bandcamp because they have a Bandcamp still in. That's great. <laughs> Woo! All right. So who do you have us for? Uh, ahem. Who do you have for us this week? So this week, I have a band by the name of Bearings. And Sweet. this is cool because I literally discovered them today. Um, oh, dope. <laughs> yeah, I, I was because I was looking for shows to go to, and they're going to be playing a show, um, nearby, um, pretty soon. I don't know. I can't remember the specific date, but anyway, they're they're coming to my town soon, and I decided to give them a listen and check it out and see if I would want to go to this show because I've been jonesing for some live music in my life and i listened to it and they're this really great sort of um pop punk kind of band so it's very fitting for this episode and i really really loved what i heard like i was surprised because uh not to say that i was like expecting to not like it but i i was surprised at how much i enjoyed the music like, for a random, like, find just strolling through, like, concerts to go to. So that was really cool. Um, they have a song called Aforementioned that's really good. That's the first song that I heard of theirs. And it's super, super cool. What I really like about it is um, the lyrics. There's something about his writing style that kind of reminds me of... Um, the way I write poetry in my journal sometimes. Nice. And so I like that. Um, I think it's a very sort of honest um, and earnest way of writing. And I appreciate that a lot. And a lot of the songs that I've listened to today by them are kind of about like relationships and like wanting to be with somebody and not quite being there and um so it's very it's very sweet music but also like sad and yearning and it's everything that you want in an emo song <laughs> so amazing yeah so it definitely fits for the theme of this episode and i definitely recommend you check them out especially because they're actually releasing a new album this week on Ooh. friday yes I found this out and I was like, dope, perfect timing. I found out just in the naked time. So I get new music on Friday and I'm stoked. Um, so 
So go ahead and give them a listen. Check them out. They are at Barron's Band on Twitter. So you can give them a follow there. Let them know Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. And definitely go check out their album on Friday. I know that's what I'll be doing on Friday. So if y'all need me, you know where to find me. <laughs> um, and yeah, hopefully you guys like it. Hopefully you guys like the bands that we talked about. If you did, let us know. Let us know what we recommend to you that you actually end up checking out and liking. Because we'd love to hear that kind of feedback. Yeah. Yeah. So, now that we've done our up-and-comer segment, I do believe we have successfully finished part two of our scene kid extravaganza. Alas, it has come to a conclusion, but all good things must come to an end. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably do this again next october <laughs> probably let's be real there'll never be a shortage of scene kid music to talk about like again as we mentioned in our first scene kid episode we made a playlist to prep for this and it was over a hundred songs <laughs> and we were adding to it right before we did this episode yes so i'm sure we might dabble into doing this again um but for now, Might? we will leave it at that. Probably yes. okay, will. But you know. Yeah. We'll leave it at we'll leave it here for now. And just say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Rhapsody and Reverie. If you liked it, please be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook. Um, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review, do all those things, and let us know how you're feeling about Rhapsody and Reverie. Or, I mean, just how you're feeling in general. I'll take a review. Yeah, it's just like, hey. Hey, man, today wasn't a great day, but thanks for the podcast. Like, you want to, if you need somebody to talk to, I got you, fam. Katarina's got you, fam. Exactly, we got fam. you, fam. You're in the fam now. Speaking of it. the fam, be sure to join our Facebook group, Rhapsody Fam. Join us there. We, post. we talk about stuff. We talk about memes. We talk about music. We talk about music memes. Mm -hmm. We talk about whatever your little heart desires. Anything you want it, we got it. Right there. Except, I mean, you know, I mean, we don't have the meaning of life, or we don't have copious amounts of money to just give out. But we got the dank memes. So there you go. Um, Computer supply. And be sure to check the website for announcements. Um. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Well, gentle audience, uh, next week we actually have a featured artist. So you know what that means? 
Sebastian, get ready. It's hip time! Yay! <laughs> I love it. Uh, the hint master is away on business, but he has sent me a new hint to read to all of you. Via carrier pigeon. Via carrier pigeon. Um, okay, so let me try to decipher his terrible, terrible handwriting. <laughs> you know how it is. Podcast goblins, they're, they're not very good at penmanship. Um, <laughs> he tries really hard, though. He tries so hard, considering we pay him next to nothing. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, the hint for next week is as follows. The front man of this band once dreamed of being a comic book artist, and in fact went to school to learn how to do just that. Look alive, sunshine. Oh god, you just sorry. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Ah I... well, if you picked up on this incredibly obvious uh bonus hint, let us know. If you didn't pick up on either hints, you should feel bad. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> We love you and all. But, You're still a great person, but... Yeah. yeah. But you should feel a little bad. Um, <laughs> anyway, we are continuing Punktober next week with this incredible band, um, and we hope that you will play along in trying to guess who this artist is before next week's episode premieres. Mm-hmm. So, get on it. And Sebastian, my man, I'm already preemptively, like, happy for you. I don't yeah. even know you got it. I don't already know you got it. You got this, Sebastian. We got you. Got you got this. We know. You you're you're the champ. Undefeated champ. Let's see. De- keep your, defend your keep title. that rain. Yeah. We got uh, high hopes. <laughs> but living. anyway, that Oh god. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, that does it for this week's episode. Um yeah. Don't have don't have anything else to say really. Yeah. Except be excellent to each other. Yeah. Party on dudes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna steal everybody's slogan. You got you're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.